Welcome to Living Hope Podcasts. If you want to learn more about Living Hope and our ministries, you can find us online at livinghopecrc.ca. We hope you appreciate today's message. I invite you to take out your Bibles and turn to Psalm 96. Uh, One thing that I wanted to bring up as we started um, was our series is called TechWise. We're going to be looking at technology and how do we live wisely in the midst of it, especially in the midst of the growing changes of technology that we see. It's just advancing much more quickly than it did in the past. And, and before, when, when new things came our way, we would rely on the wisdom of the past because of the, the changes are so rapid, uh, we're, we're kind of having to come up with this on our own. Um, and one of the resources that I found really helpful is uh, TechWise or the TechWise family. And we have extra copies of this book in our small group resourcing section. And what is fan- one of the things that's fantastic about this book is it's produced by uh, Barna. And Barna is an organization that does a lot of surveys, and they surveyed parents from the, uh, of children of ages 4 through 17, so over 1,000 parents, and they just questioned what, what are some of their challenges, what are some of the things that they find most difficult about engaging with technology today, and that those reflections go into this, so it has a contemporary reflection in it, but it also focuses on what brings life and flourishing. It's not just about restrictions, and hopefully that's something that uh, comes through today for us as well. And we are still not connected, which is fine. I was going to point out um, the, the visual that we have, um, it was circulating in our announcements, was put together by Rosalie. And uh, if you get a chance to look at it in the upcoming weeks, it has this wonderful blend of, of a circuit board at the bottom, uh, stained glass windows in the back, and it invites us to consider um, what, does, what do circuit boards have to do with sanctuaries? Uh, what, what does technology have to do with uh, our sacred spaces and what we believe about faithful living? Um, and on our way there, uh, let's turn to God's Word. We're going to be looking at uh, Psalm 96, and it's about giving thanks. And as it's Thanksgiving weekend, we're going to start with uh, giving thanks for tech and technology. Uh, So Psalm 96, sing to the Lord a new song, sing to the Lord all the earth, sing to the Lord and praise his name, proclaim his salvation day after day, declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples, for great is the Lord and most worthy of praise, he is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, all you families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord glory due to his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him, all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea resound in all that is in it. 
Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Let all creation rejoice before the Lord, for he comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So we'll get to our passage in a bit, uh, but first I want to set the stage for uh, the topic that we're going to be looking at uh, for the next four or five weeks. Uh, Tech-wise, how to be wise in our approach to technology. Uh, We are in a place where we could probably heed to the wisdom that's found in Proverbs 18, verse 2. It says, Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. Uh, It has been suggested that 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 proverb could be pretty appropriate uh, for today. We have platforms. um, We can think of social media as a space of literally put together for airing our own opinions. We can be tempted in thinking, though, that this is something new for us to be dealing with. But here we have a proverb that is thousands of years old that speaks towards the the human heart's condition that we often delight in simply airing our own opinions without having this deeper understanding. Now, despite this early jab at social media, uh, I do want to be clear as we start. This is not a series about being anti-technology or anti-social media. This isn't something about rules and restrictions. This is about being wise. And that will prompt us to consider what does it mean to be wise? What does wisdom mean? Uh, Wisdom, where the, the slide could be helpful, I'll just repeat this a couple of times. Wisdom is the ability to discern and act in a way that models the life that is truly life. Wisdom is the ability to discern and act in a way that models the life that is truly life. Uh, So perhaps this can be put in contrast to what wisdom is not. Um, if, If wisdom is about acting in a way that brings true life, then wisdom is not simply knowledge. And wisdom is not simply the acquiring of skills towards something. It's it's the knowledge and acquiring of skills, but towards a direction, towards that which brings flourishing. I can be technically sound most days on how I use my iPad, uh, but that doesn't mean that I'll necessarily be wise in how to use it. Uh, And likewise, I, I... You could be someone that has no idea how to use their remote and and how that turns on the different things to watch what you want to watch, but you can still be wise in your engagement with technology. Wisdom is not about skill, but knowing the proper place of something, knowing how it can help us and how it can harm us. Wisdom should ultimately direct us towards the flourishing life Uh, There's a phrase from 1 Timothy chapter 6, uh, verse 19. It gives this wonderful line, 
take hold of the life that is truly life. I, I like that line of taking hold of the life that is truly life that's called for Christians because that implies that there is a type of life that isn't true life, that, that we have this false way of, of appealing towards life. And, and the Christian call isn't simply to, to be okay with that, but to take hold of that which brings flourishing, that brings joy. Wisdom is about the ability to discern and act in a way that models a life that is truly life. So that's wisdom. What is technology then? And this one is another definition. Technology is unfolding the potential in creation towards a practical purpose. Technology is the unfolding of the potential in creation for a practical purpose. Now, what, what does that mean? I'll start with um, what does it mean to unfold the potential in something. That's why I brought this. Um, this is a chair, um, but it's not a very good chair right now. Like, it, I could kind of use it to, to lean on it. It's more of a cane or just a really poorly designed backpack at this point. But when, if, if I have the skill, if I know how to unpack it to be a chair, then I can take the potential that is right here and make it into a chair. Um, thank you. Yeah. Um, it is a little more challenging to close. I got that. Um, but again, when we put it back here, this has latent potential within it. It, it. it isn't using the full potential of what it is created for. And, and that is pretty simple with the chair. The chair was designed for that one purpose. But when we look into God's creation, we see all sorts of things with many different purposes that can be worked out. So with, with a tree, for instance, a, a tree can be used for, for lumber, you can build a chair, you can build a table out of it. If you're not very skilled, you can use it for firewood. Uh, it has all sorts of different uses, different potential that is built into creation. And technology is, is the use of devices and tools to bring out that potential that is in our creation. And it takes wisdom to discern how to do that in a way that is good. Uh, something central in that definition is also, we're, we're unfolding that potential, but it's the potential of creation. And that word creation is really important because that, that's not just saying we're unfolding the potential of the earth and, and what's there, but that God had actually created the world with that potential in it. So, so often when we look at passages like Genesis 1 and 2, we see God creating things, and God creates the, the stars and the, the clouds and the trees and the bushes and, and everything, and that's it. That's all that God has created there. But he does more than that. In creation, God also creates all the things that he ordains to be. Um, including the potential that he puts in them, including things of technology. It's not just about the building of physical things. God created natural laws and, and our minds to be able to discover them. God didn't just create things with latent potential to just sit there. It's not just a bunch of folded up chairs. Uh, he creates humanity to unfold creation, to put it to use. 
and to enjoy it, to bring it into flourishing. Now, to be tech wise, once again, is to do that well. Uh, it is to use it in a way that actually leads towards flourishing and to not overuse it. To do this involves responsibility. It takes discernment and skill to get use, but it takes also discernment in how to use it properly. Uh, for example, again, towards the chair, uh, if I unfold it and I just I use that skill properly and I have it for the chair, but if all I do all day is sit in that chair until my back is sore and like my legs, I have no muscles left in my legs or anything, then I'm not using it in a way that is directing me towards flourishing. I'm taking something that was good and using it for its purpose, but using it improperly. And we are called to be people that use things that work towards wisdom. There, there, there's a connection for technology here. For instance, again, turning back to my iPad. Uh, I, it can be a wonderful thing for, for learning new information on it. It can direct me to different social media platforms. And maybe if I'm upset about something, it can, it can distract me, which can be a helpful thing. But if all I'm doing is spending all of my time in front of a screen, then it's not leading towards life. It, it, it's, if all I am doing is distracting myself constantly from everything, and I'm not digging deeper and not giving my space time to, to think about things, to consider things more deeply, then it's not leading me towards flourishing. The questions that we can be asking when we come to our technology are things like, does it reflect the fact that I am made to be in right relationship with other people? Does it reflect the fact that I am also to get joy from my work, from physical labor as well? Does it lead to the life that is truly life? Now, the, the problem that we encounter when we come to technology is that it's affected by sin. Uh, we, we look at passages like Romans uh, 8.22 where we see all of creation is groaning. We, we recognize that sin is something that affects and impacts all of creation. We, we even have a term to describe that in our tradition of total depravity. Uh, sometimes total depravity is looked at as something to describe what we are, uh, that we couldn't be any more bad than we are, but that's not what it means. Uh, total depravity is something that talks about how every square centimeter of our world has been impacted by the effects of sin. So when we look at our relationships with the earth, for instance, this could be um, impacted by sin in how we extract different materials. When we look at our relationship with each other, we can see how we could use technology to, to post opinions about others in ways that do not uh, bring our relationships into flourishing. And technology has this, I, I think, special ability to impact the relationship with ourselves, how we see our own identity. Technology can remove tasks that are actually meant to be life-giving. Um, sure, it will make it easier for us, but is easier always better? It can also distract us from doing things that actually give our identity, things that are helpful for us. The end result is that we can end up 
doing things that make us seem tech foolish, kind of the opposite of tech wise. We often act like we think technology can help rescue our self-identity. We often act like technology can help rescue our relationship with others. Uh, we are, I think, often fooled by technology's promise that things that are easy for us are going to be better. And, and what I want us to consider throughout these next few weeks is how can we be wise in our engagement with technology? Uh, the psalm that we read today is a psalm about salvation. Salvation is about restored re- relationship. It's about joy. And we see this in the beginning of our psalm. It says, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. And it calls towards this praise that is universal. The coming of God's salvation is praise because all things are being restored to the relationship that they were made for. This is not just the celebration of peoples. Salvation in the Bible is not just a picture of souls being rescued from earth. It's a picture of the earth being caught up into praise and celebration for who God is, that God's rule is coming and fixing things. This comes up most clearly into verse 11 of our passage. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. That the stars and the sky are rejoicing here. Let the earth also be glad. So you have the soil, plants, trees. They're all caught up in celebration. And the, the ocean isn't left out either. The sea is resounding in all that is in it. The coral, the plankton, the the tuna, the kelp, all of it is resounding in praise because God is setting all things right. The fields, let them be jubilant and everything in them. So everything in the fields, from the crickets to the beetles to the blades of grass, all of these things are being jubilant and the trees of the forest are singing for joy. The verse 13 uh, might not have this in the older version of the NIV, but in the newer version, they put this clarification in here. It says, let all of creation rejoice before the Lord. Uh, it's, it's emphatic that it's all of creation that responds in joy because of God's salvation. Now, here's, here's the connection for us. Uh, we are to be ambassadors of God's rule in the present. If we look at passages like 2 Corinthians chapter 5 that that point out that that we are ambassadors of the reconciliation that Christ brings. We are called to be a people who live into that salvation today. We are called to unfold the goodness of God's creation responsibly in how we use technology wisely. Uh, In our kickoff Sunday, we, we talked about growing in hope together through Jesus. And we centered in on that first Sunday on that through Jesus part. And the passage that we looked at was Colossians chapter 1. This this image of this big cosmic Christ. That that Jesus doesn't come just, again, to to save the the people, but he rescues everything. Uh, the, The passage says that he reconciles all things to himself. That Jesus' work on the cross, his salvation encompasses everything. We are saved body and soul, saved in the present 
and for all eternity, and we are called to wisdom in how we participate in that reconciliation of all things. Now, as Christians, we are called to show this victory in showing this restored relationship with the world. Um, Perhaps one of the images in Scripture that that powerfully puts this is in Isaiah chapter 2. There's this famous image of beating swords into plowshares. Uh, We we get swords, this this image of that time, the most advanced technology for warfare. And what's amazing about Isaiah is that he doesn't just say, let's beat these swords down into the ground so that they don't exist anymore. His vision of salvation is the repurposing of that thing. It It is the beating down of these swords and using it towards new technology, new technology that will bring life. We are called to see the ways that the earth is languishing, where we extract resources that don't lead to creation singing praise. We are called to see the ways that we see ourselves and unfold the goodness that's packed in creation, um, how, how we use that selfishly. And we are called to look at how we look at creation in ways that bring sadness and brokenness in our relationships. And we're called to set those things right. We're called to creatively examine the world and as spirit-filled or with our spirit-filled renewed imaginations respond joyfully. Uh, Being tech-wise is so much bigger than simply asking the question of uh, how can I spend less time on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok or whatever people are using. that, That certainly should be part of the conversation. Uh, But it's more than that. Our conversation doesn't need to start or to finish there. Uh, There's bigger questions about what is it that we are created for and what does bring flourishing in our lives. Now, I I know that that might sound uh, fairly complex. Uh, We're dealing with broader theological themes here. And that's partly because there is no single verse fix that just helps us deal with technology. There's there's no passage in the scripture that mentions computers. Um, Yeah, if you're looking for a single verse, the best I could come up with or that I have found is um, Psalm 81, verse 12. It says, I have gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own devices. (laughs) Um, I, I can't read that and pretend that the passage is talking about smartphones. It's just... That's not how we use scripture. There is a more faithful way of engaging where we look at these broader theological themes of salvation or creation, a fall, redemption, and new creation. In turning to creation, we have this affirmation that it is in fact good to unpack the potential that is built into creation. That humanity was given this desire and ability to do so. This is part of our image bearing. Now, using this framework of of creation, or creation to new creation, it's often been commented that all of Scripture kind of is encompassed between the garden and a garden uh, city. That in in Genesis chapters 1 and 2, we have this garden, and then it finishes again with a garden, but it's not just a return back to that garden, but there is a city that meets it. And part of the reflection in that is that 
the city with, with all the cultures, with all the technologies that have been developed over time, that those are included in our vision of what salvation looks like. Why wouldn't the new creation have these technologies if these are part of the good things that God gave us to, to work out throughout the world? If, if God put that potential within creation, why wouldn't it include those types of things? Um, I had given you some of these uh, papers, and I, I think I forgot to mention the, those uh, questions that were on there. Those are available online as well. They're on our website, and a number of you should have gotten them in your email. Um, one question that's not on there that maybe you can write on there or maybe you can just save for conversation later uh, is this one. Will there be computers in heaven? Will there be computers in heaven? I, before I watched a video where this was asked, I had never considered it before. Uh, but I thought it was a good question. There's a, this computer teacher who asks this every year to his students. And I, I think I, I don't necessarily care whether or not there will actually be computers in heaven, because that's not really the point of the question. The point is... Uh, that we consider, do we think that there is goodness in unfolding the potential of God's creation in that way, even in the spaces where we currently lack wisdom in necessarily how to use it well? Do we have the hope of redemption that spans into every square inch, every square centimeter of our creation, of God's good creation? In our search to be tech-wise people, I invite you to talk about these things in your homes. Uh, what do you think about that? Do you think that there will be computers in heaven? Uh, there's also an invitation on that sheet to, to just take an inventory. What, what forms of technology do you have in your homes? And what, what parts of those actually take away um, some of the things that we are, are meant to do that, that maybe takes away from our flourishing uh, but we're also invited to look at it and to say, what can we be thankful for in our technology? And that's the hope, that, that as we do this, as we engage with this, that we can, in fact, thank God for technology, that we can enter into thanksgiving with appreciation for how God created the world, with our ability to study it, unpack it, enjoy it for all of its complexities. Uh, let's pray. Dear Lord, uh, thank you for this world, that you not only created it full of beautiful things to enjoy, uh, but that you also filled it with potential, uh, potential for things to grow, for things to be transformed, for new forms of beauty to come from these things. Uh, th thank you that a, a tree doesn't have to just stay a tree, but it can be shaped into a desk for getting work done or a guitar for making beautiful music. Thank you for scientists who look deeper into the complexities of your creation and unfold it towards your glory. And Lord, in our zeal and ambition to transform things, we get ambitious. We forget your call to image you in being self-giving and loving. Show uh, we show ourselves to be unjust rulers, harming ourselves and others. So through the work of your Spirit, guide us to the life that is truly life. 
May we live as salvation people, bringing the fields, the trees, all of creation into rightful worship and praise of you. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope that you are encouraged and challenged in the message and through the work of the Spirit. Once again, if you want to learn more about Living Hope, you can find us online at livinghopecrc.ca.